This is Not Your Average Bucket List by Only In Your State, a podcast about exploring the hidden gems right in your own backyard. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Not Your Average Bucket List by Only In Your State. If you've been following along with us, you already know we are in the middle of our local lore and legend season. Today, we are tackling the great state of Louisiana. I'm here with Sarah, the co-host of the show. Hello, Sarah. Hey, Marissa. You ready for Louisiana? I am. Actually, it's we covered Louisiana last season with Small Town Getaways. We talked about Covington. Yes. This adorable small town that was outside of New Orleans. That was a great episode. I love talking about that. This is going to be a little bit of a different direction in terms of Louisiana's urban legends. But um, to me, Louisiana has just this like underlying level of mystery to it all around. It's fascinating. It really is. I feel like it's a combination of all of these like very passionate cultures and then some history that can like err on the side of like bloody, you know? And then I think there's just a lot of, I don't know. It's a, it's this like, very intense melting pot down there, which is amazing. And I think leans, yeah. le- um, lends itself to a lot of great stories that come from that state. Yeah. And I know personally, I've been to New Orleans a couple of times. I've driven through Louisiana. There's something about just being there that like you kind of want to dive into the more, uh, you know, local folklore, legends. You want to become yeah. a part of it while you're there. There's something just very like attractive about these stories and the culture there and I remember we took a walking tour last year for my sister's 40th birthday and it was just like a very dark walking tour of some of the most horrible things that have happened in New Orleans I was not expecting it to be that uh dark but there are some stories that were very very unnerving about just like murders and cannibalism and yowza it was intense yeah i mean i feel like if you're gonna visit one of the bigger cities in louisiana you have to set yourself up for some sort of walking tour or ghost tour because like you said there's a lot of like really dark history and it's not just new orleans either like a lot of very very haunted places in louisiana are outside of the city which might come to as a surprise to some people just because you always hear about i don't know new orleans and like all the haunted like the um saint lewis cemetery and things like that like it being so haunted um which is true (laughs) but also like i think around the state you you equally can find some really cool stuff yeah it's so for me i think what was most surprising about this episode was um there were a lot more cryptids i guess than i was Mm -hmm. expecting because i guess i was more expecting a lot of um ghost stories and like actual haunted places, which there are, but there were some, this one to me, there were a lot of things that I found that I guess I wasn't expecting in terms of like swamp monsters and stuff like that, which was really cool. That is kind of where I focused as well, because I thought the, the cryptids and creatures in the state, it's something I never really dug into before because I'm very, very aware of the various hauntings and hospitals and old plantation houses and things like that, just due to the nature of, you know, being in the South during certain times of history. And, but then I found some very fun articles about these weird things that live down there. I've never heard of, and they have their own names and it's just fantastic. (laughs) 
It really is. Yeah. So one thing I just wanted to, we have an article on onlyinyourstate.com and it talks about Louisiana folklore, which one of them I just wanted to share because I just, I love superstitions. And this one was, if someone passes a mop over your foot, you will never get married. Okay, one, who attacking me with mops? <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> and also, um, ne- what? <laughs> Never right. heard of that. So like the, so someone's sweeping and they sweep over your foot, you're done. That's it's- it. You call it a day. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, at least it's like solved the whole dating issue. If you don't, if you're just done with that, find a mop, you'll be set. It's just right. Some people That's are going to buy a mop and just like drag it over their feet. <laughs> please no oh my god (laughs) what not to do to your exes attack them with a mop (laughs) Um, so okay what other stories Uh, because i have i have two like creaturey stories um was there any other like folklore in general that you came across that you thought was very much like the mop story that you thought was interesting there was another another one that was about uh itchy hands that if your right hand itches and some of these are just so wild like how do they even document this and anyway it means an old friend (laughs) is about to make an appearance in your life if your left hand itches you're about to come into some money so that's opposite end of the spectrum right (laughs) i thought it was gonna be like ooh, someone cursed you or walked over your grave (laughs) gonna get money that's great yeah i mean it's i think never happened to me but that's all right yeah well i mean my hands like i don't really notice i guess if my hands are itchy they don't really it i don't know is that like a thing but yeah i wouldn't and sometimes if i go out you probably have never experienced this just knowing who you are but going out in very very cold weather without any protection you can kind of get those like chill blains when you come in and it's like Mm. itchy burny yeah um yeah you'll experience it one day i'm sure (laughs) (laughs) not here in florida All right. So that's my weird stuff. So I'd love to hear, I'd love to dive into some of your Louisiana monsters. Okay. So I have two. And if you also researched one of them, please jump in. Um, They're both fun. So the first one I wanted to talk about is a ghost light. And are you familiar with what a ghost light is? No. Okay. So uh, a ghost light or a spirit light. Now this is a piece of lore urban legend that is you know found across the globe and what it is is that you will find these floating lights in you know swamps bogs marshes wetlands things like that and if you more often than not if you follow the floating light you're gonna die um so if you think of um like a will-o'-the-wisp a corpse candle a hanky punk a hitadama fairy lights these are all very very common lore about how these spirits will lure travelers to their deaths. Mm. However, Louisiana is a little bit different. So there are swamps throughout Louisiana. And I mean, they're full of both beautiful scenes and countless creatures that will probably end you in seconds. Um, there's also a Cajun fairy, which is known as Le Fou Follet. So it is appears as a hovering ball of light. And it's cajun in origin and which is why a lot of these terms you find are like a a a version of a french word obviously since cajun is like french and english so 
The fufole will be will appear in swamps and it'll just be a hovering ball of light. And for many Cajuns, they view it as something positive, like their grandparents or ancestors are coming to visit them. And, you know, it's just a sign that they passed on. But more often than not, a spirit light is something that is going to lure you to horrible doom. So, you know, if you follow a will of the wisp or a hinky punk into a swamp, it's going to confuse you, turn you around and drown you eventually. <laughs> um but so this marsh fire or crazy fire, if you, you know, take the words literally in French, it can also have that devilish version where it's trying to capture and trap travelers and lure them into the waters. But it's also, hey, it could be a friendly spirit of someone who passed on and just wanted to say hi is, you know, very um, it's not malevolent and it's just almost like a tidying of good luck. So that's a big gamble. <laughs> Like you're following something and you're like, is this my relative or am I about to die? Like, wow. Absolutely. And what I think is fascinating about spirit lights is because one, you're, they're found all over the globe and every culture has like a version of a spirit light. And it is all having the very similar lore of, yeah, they're going to like lure you to your death, which just makes me think that a lot of people have drowned themselves in swamps trying to travel them like they've just done a noopsie and, mm. and you know right. di maybe didn't make it back but also i think over time people were realizing that unique weather phen phenomenon might be the cause for these as well so like swamp gases emitting light or other kind of bioluminescence um but be that as it may like you said it's a big gamble um i would just not follow a light if you're near a swamp marsh wetland pond don't do it <laughs> don't avoid it What's crazy to me is just like swamps in jet swamps at night. I, yep. I, it's already a no. It's a hard oh, no. Yeah. Like you, you don't know what's out there. You shouldn't be there. Right. Like alligators, crocodiles, whatever, giant anacondas. Now just light floating lights. Like just. And not. also I. That's a hard no. For I me. saw. Uh, oh, God. What is that? Stand by me way too young where they go into the mm. water and they're covered with leeches. Mm. I've learned my lesson from that movie and I'm never going into standing water ever. It's <laughs> not a thing I want to do. No. Okay. So swamps, that's like a running theme. I feel like with Louisiana and folklore and urban legends, because from what I'm seeing, uh, a lot of it involves swampland. Yeah. Is yeah. That what you're seeing too. Like, just there's something about the swamp. I don't know. Is it because it's just so isolated? Is it? I do think those biomes are interesting because similar to maybe like the plains or grassland of the United States, there's just a lot of space for you to be lost in and isolated. But you get that extra layer of mm. you're effed because it's swamp. So you have alligators and very deadly things. Yeah. So maybe it's just a part of the culture I don't get because we don't have a lot of swamps here. We we don't have much of anything. I don't know. Um yeah. I mean, is it the kind of the same feeling of what you would get in the Everglades of just it's massive things are in there that can kill you. So we start to tell stories about these massive swaths of land that are very deadly. Yeah, I feel like I don't, the Everglades to me is a little bit different. I don't it, they're not as dark. Like there's something I don't know if it's just like a weird a different energy. Because yeah, people have died in the Everglades. There, there are anaconda. People let their pet snakes go when they're too big for their houses, and then they just live in the Everglades, which is crazy to me. But um, 
I don't know. There, there, there's nothing that from my research about the, the Everglades that has like an urban legend quality to it. Mm-hmm. It's just more like a natural phenomenon and it's a different you know, vibe. A huge right. attraction. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's weird. I find something oddly but... like in it. I sort of romanticize Southern swamps. I don't know why, like what period of history where I'm like, yeah, that just like seemed really cool and romantic and like these huge trees and you, I, I don't know what it is, but it's has a very mm. different like appeal in a very unique way. Okay. So your second monster. Yes. That wasn't even a monster though, right? That, that's like a So not quite a cryptid. You, that's a, it, yeah, it's like, lo, yeah. like these fairy lights or ghost lights, I just think is a really interesting like local lore and belief. But yeah. The creature actually is a cryptid. If do you want me to jump in or okay. would you like to Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Um so, have you heard of the Rougarou? I did come across that, yes. Okay. So, in Cajun folklore, the Rougarou is probably one of the most popular, but to be honest, I didn't even know it was a thing, literally, until um, I went to Cedar Point, which is an amusement park in Ohio, and when they renamed one of their older rides the Rougarou, so I'm like, what? Okay, I'm just going to have to Google what that is. So, by the way, <laughs> if you ever find yourself at Cedar Point and you are considering riding the mantis, which is now the Rougarou, if you're prone to headaches or do not enjoy a very, very hard bike seat in your crotch the entire ride, don't do it. Just oh my gosh. Val Raven, Maverick, Steel Vengeance, all better. That was just a quick aside. <laughs> just a PSA for those out there. Love Cedar Point, but my God, the head. Okay. Anyway, I made the mistake of getting piercings and then going on that ride and just like it was a bad time. Oh my gosh. Anyway, so the Rougarou is a creepy creature that's said to live in the swamps and fields of southern Louisiana. And it's often described as having the body of a human and the head of a wolf. I think this sounds very familiar to us. So it is the Cajun uh, mm. version of a werewolf. And the Rougarou, the Rougarou, that name, is either inspired by or an alternate spelling of Lugaru, which is essentially the French term for a werewolf. So back in the, you know, oh. 16th century, centuries ago, um, people would just very similar to witches, if things were going bad for them, or maybe their cattle died or their their baby passed away, it was the it was the Lugaru that did it. They that mm. wolf just came up in and, and stole our babies. So, you know, very much a um escape guru. Um so these um that's where the influence i think started was that there is a french werewolf legend that the cajun population have since embraced in louisiana and one of my favorite backstories for this werewolf is that (laughs) the rougarou hunts down catholics who do not obey the rules of lent eat anything but fish on a friday go and get (laughs) you yeah right wow <laughs> who knew that very specific yeah maybe it's like part of the clergy you know father rougarou gonna go out make sure people are obeying yeah the rules of life is wild what if he just puts on a a werewolf mask and then is just like look this is the lord's work <laughs> i was i was raised in a catholic uh school and household and I might still be in that sort of school and household if I, they came out dressed as werewolves. That would have done a completely yeah. different. I'd be way better as a person if they're like, hey, don't sin. I'm a werewolf and we're going to eat you. 
I go, well, that's pretty cut and dry, I guess. Oh my gosh. That reminds me of that. What was that movie? Uh, the Village? M. Night Shyamalan and Joaquin Phoenix. Yep. And they were like trying to uh, like wrangle their their villagers and keep them there. And But it was just them. Spoiler wow. alert. I mean, it's been yeah. over 10 years probably. So what are you going to do? Right. <laughs> yeah. I, w- I remember I was very, yeah. at first I was disappointed, but upon rewatching it, I, I like it a lot. I just wanted there to be monsters, you know? Mm. anyway um yeah there's also something similar to uh the boo hag um legend that we covered in south carolina so Mm. if you want to deter ruguru from coming into your home all you need to do is put 13 objects by a door and because whenever they transform into a ruguru they lose the ability to count past 12 (laughs) so You'll just you'll just confuse uh, them. Yeah, yeah. Maybe get a colander or a broom. Just put it outside of your door. They're gonna be so fixated on counting that they're not gonna come and harm you. So that's always the trick. Wow. Is interesting. Yes. So I do love this this like thread of similarity through some of these cryptids, creatures, mm-hmm. stories that, you know, I wonder if like I don't know if somebody just kind of took one thing from the other and vice versa. What is with the counting? Why is that a solid plan for keeping yourself safe? Like, you know what? As long as I just put 13 pieces of gum outside, (laughs) I'll be okay. But also, like, what is it about these monsters and arithmetic? (laughs) Like, you know, like, is it that something we should be questioning? I I don't know. Like, Like, first of all, where's their elementary school that they can't? count past all they need to also why are they so fixated on counting that is interesting maybe there is just a time in history where people were just very suspicious of all maths and they're like no if there's counting involved it's evil <laughs> can't do it how crazy mm-hmm, mm-hmm. well interesting yeah so I, I did come across the ruguru in my research because it's really hard not to it's everywhere. it is everywhere I and every sort of like yeah. I'm sorry if we covered it and everyone listening is like oh god we already knew about that I didn't it was for me this was for me no yeah I didn't either okay great I just love the fact it has a wolf head and a human body because that I think is interesting but, but I, I mean um, I assume that it was like a wolfish body like a bipedal wolf like most yeah. other werewolves maybe not it could just be a dude with a wolf head that'd be That'd be a little anticlimactic if you hear howling in the swamps or running and you look behind you, it's just some guy with a wolf head. Not really particularly scary. Yeah. Um, well, in that same vein, there's another uh, Louisiana urban legend that involves kind of uh, half human, half monsters okay. in the Louisiana bayous called the Grunch. Did you come across those? I did, and I love the name so much. <laughs> Right. Yeah. I don't know if it's because it's like a scrunkly Grinch or what. I just want to. Yeah. <laughs> I just feel like that'd be a great nickname. Sup, Grunch? Yeah. So it's named after Grunch Road, which was this old dirt road that led deep into the woods. It was eventually a dead end road. Teenagers would go there, you know, do whatever teenagers do. And then apparently things started happening. And the Grunch are rumored to be a group of deformed half-human, half-monsters that resulted from years of isolation in the bayous. So 
basically what there are a lot of different stories about how the grunge came to be. One of them was um, that it was just a group of people that were isolated, ostracized from their community. Basically, they went to live in the woods. Um, They have razor sharp teeth, legs of a goat, but also the size of a normal man. Okay. But they lurk in tall grass. They wait for people to park their cars on Grunch Road. But unfortunately, Grunch Road doesn't exist anymore. It's been repaved and renamed because I'm sure a lot of people were trying to go out there and see what the heck's going on. But uh, some stories, they say the Grunch, this group of people, it was a result of a curse that was put on this group by Louisiana voodoo queen Mm. Marie Laveau. Okay. And, uh, but other people have said that it's just this like group of disgruntled people that, you know, they've been living in the swamplands and the woods for so long and, and eating animals and, um, you know, basically they, some people have said that the grunge use goats instead of being goats, half goat, they use goats to lure people, people out of their car. That would work on, the on road. me. If I, <laughs> if I'm driving down a road and I see a goat, I'm stopping. So. Right. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. I think that. 10 out of 10. That, that works. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah. So they lure people out, they eat them, they drain their blood. Bada bing, bada boom. Done. Um. <laughs> That's that's the grunge. So, right there. What is it with also? I mean, if you're familiar with like the hills have eyes and like all these stories across the United mm. States about like these isolated peoples who are just kind of like, ah, uh, they're mutants or they're murderous. And I mean, maybe it's just like a version of like xenophobic beliefs of like, oh well, if they're other, they're they must be <laughs> monsters. <laughs> um, it's right. crazy. Yeah. Wow, um, I do love the grunge. I like that name. I thought it was a person like the Grinch. Yeah. I thought it was just an, a specific <laughs> thing, but wow. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I thought that was fascinating there. So I remember you and I were talking about, I don't remember which episode it was, but we were talking about, I think monsters or cryptids and we were saying something like it could have been a like a train, a traveling circus or something. I think maybe it oh, was the last episode. Or was it the goat man? Um, we were talking about like the, I don't remember. Yeah. I forget. We were just talking about like, a, it was just, it could be like the result of a traveling circus. Yeah. And then I came across this, uh, Louisiana urban legend about the honey Island swamp monster, mm, Okay. which, uh, honey Island swamp people it used to be like a very popular swamp that people would visit. It's like a river swamp, beautiful. But uh, for decades, people were saying that there was a monster living in the swamp, floating around. Somebody, this man said he saw it with his own eyes. And as the legend goes, in the early 20th century, a train that was carrying a traveling circus crashed. The chimpanzees escaped. They said that the chimpanzees bred with the alligators. Oh, okay. All right. (laughs) And resulted in a creature, a hybrid creature that is believed to be seven feet tall with webbed feet, piercing yellow eyes, matted gray hair, and just like seamlessly blends in with the swampland. And uh, yeah, so that is the result of a so traveling circus train crash. You had me until you said mated with alligators. So I'm like, oh yeah, that could be. Maybe there's like yeah. a troop of like chimpanzees that have just gone like real feral and 
No. Okay. It makes yeah. sense. Um, yeah. Wow. Yeah. I think I came across that. I scrolled past that one because I was focused on the Rougarou and Le Fou Follet. I saw the Honey Island, maybe also the Grunge. It could have been on the Only in Your State article that might have like went through these um, because they definitely sound mm. familiar. But I did want to mention, yeah. since you brought up um, uh, Marie Laveau. So <clears throat> if mm. you did want to, in addition to having the Grunge, and the spirit lights and the Rougarou and all this stuff, all the cryptids and cool things. There are still a lot of really haunted places in Louisiana, including Marie Laveau's grave in New Orleans. But it's one of those things where there were so many haunted POIs, I couldn't list them all. Um, there's some yeah. like the, uh, there are, like I said, various plantations, but the Myrtle's plantations in St. Francisville, um, the old EA Conway Hos Memorial Hospital, in Monroe, the Hotel Bentley in Alexandria, the St. Louis Cemetery Number no. One in New Orleans, Alice Penny Taylor's Alice Penny Taylor's gravesite in Baton Rouge, uh, and then the La, La Laurie Mansion in New Orleans. New Orleans, Sarah, I can't speak. Um, and then also Ellerby Road School in Shreveport. Like those were just some of the, like the top mm. top line things that I came across. That I wish we had enough time to like cover every. There's so many. There's something we could talk about, yeah. but I am glad that we discussed the cryptids today because I haven't heard of either of yours, <laughs> and yeah, it's, I just think that's really fascinating. Yeah, we can drop uh, in the show notes a couple of these uh, links Absolutely. to these places so yeah. people can physically visit, um, and if anybody does visit these places and they want to share, um, in our show notes, we have a phone number, call text leave a voicemail we'd love to hear from you um because i would love to hear from a louisiana native yes. who can maybe shed some light on these cryptids and these stories and you know maybe just provide some more context i remember um so for only in your state there's a, a writer named jackie who um wrote for new like new orleans and also louisiana and she told us a story i don't know how long ago it was just about haunted graves and haunted trees and just just like overflowing with knowledge so maybe we can get her on and have her chat to us at some point about various louisiana lore because yeah i would love to hear if not from a listener from someone who lives in louisiana because there's just so much going on down there so please call in email whatever if you even have a story that was just like passed down through your family and you just want to share it i think that would be really fascinating to hear i'm trying to remember the story that she told us but Something to do with the tree. I'm not going to do it justice. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, yeah, we should definitely have her on. Maybe we do a bonus episode because I think she's still the Louisiana writer. She's yeah, like, I think so. She's like one of the original uh, Only in Your State writers and she's still crushing it. So I will say that uh, we should have a time here on our show where we go through and interview, you know, some of our colleagues because all of us just do the nature of only in your state. Like we love travel. We love travel in the U S and I think we've all collected our own little list of stories and cool things to do. So I want to hear from more of us and introduce our listeners to even more of the people who make only in your state what it is. It'd be really cool. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, that is Louisiana urban legends, cryptids in a nutshell. Um, yes. I think uh, I think we're, we're supposed to be covering Utah sometime soon. 
Mm, that's uh, exciting. Yeah. Yeah. So that should be up next. And then also for anybody that's listening, we recently launched a new series, Top 10 Things to Do in uh, Ohio and Florida. And uh, we want to hear what from you, what states do you want to see featured on a monthly basis, Top 10 Things to Do? So you yep. can email, call, text, let us know if you want your state featured uh, and and uh, stay tuned for that new series as well. And just remember, if you are in a swamp or near a body of water and see a light, do not follow. Get in your car. Don't, don't oh. chase the lights. <laughs> don't chase the lights. Don't go chasing lights. If you're up for an audio adventure, we will be exploring local lores and legends in the U.S. on season two of Not Your Average Bucket List, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. So make sure to like, subscribe, and join us. Only in Your State is an award-winning travel publisher that uncovers hidden gems and local favorites across the U.S. We have a presence in all 50 states with a passionate following of fellow travelers looking to get out and explore. Head on over to onlyinyourstate.com to find the best attractions in your backyard and beyond.